Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover. Here we are on episode 64. That's like 15 months of episodes. Wow. Part something of Dragon Quest Eleven. I can't remember. I don't know why I'm blanking, but... It's okay, I don't know either. It is It is part one more than the last part. Yes, and, and more specifically, it, it's, it's Dragon Quest, Echoes of an Elusive Age, S, Definitive Edition. You you left out the eleven Dragon Quest eleven Echoes of an Elusive Age. I said Dragon Age two. Dang it! Ah, it's a completely different series that we are not playing right now. Well, that's why I didn't say eleven because you know, at some point we're gonna have to actually just play Dragon Age. Just because you keep saying it, and then you'll call it Dragon Quest all the time. <laughs> before we get into it, Andrew, before we we get into the to the to the game. And the occasional hilarity, however rare that may be, I have a story for you. Okay. My story starts off with me earlier in the week with a headache, not wanting to do anything. I went, let's watch an anime. And because I'm basic, I was like, let me choose an anime that, you know, is basically just trash. You know, it's like Jersey Shore, but anime edition. Let me tell you, Andrew, I watched three episodes. In those three episodes, I went for a ride. Okay, what even is this? I cannot tell you because I want someone to tell me what it is in our Discord, and I will do something. I do not know what it is at this time. I can tell you what, what they'll ask you to do. It's not going to play Dark Souls, I guarantee you of that. You but know, that's going to be what they're going to say. At best, I'm going to doodle them a picture of a penguin that I have drawn personalized for them or the situation, and it's not going to be good, but it'll be just for you. The person who can tell me what this anime is. Now, Andrew, I know what you're thinking. Uh, what is this anime about? This has nothing to do with Dragon Quest, but this is just a quick story time. It's just going to, just let me take five minutes out of your day and okay. tell you go, about the basic story. This anime starts off with a kid, surprise, and a new teacher in his school. And I guarantee you that you will not guess what is happening. Him and his teacher are definitely going down the relationship arc. I mean... You were asking, you were telling me that was something I couldn't possibly guess, and that was immediately my first guess. No, but there's a few other things I bet you will never have thought of. At one point, they catch themselves, and I can't give you intimate details about everything, just enough that you should be able to guess it if you have seen it before. Do you actually they, know what it is? Or? Yes, I do. They are in, they, they have a secret to one another that has nothing to do with a relationship. Yet, they have a secret between the two of them. And she essentially tricks him into showing up into some basketball room. Basically, you know, in high school, 
I mean, we we sort of had these as, as well in, in high school, but it's it's not like you know nobody ever went in there. But for some reason, in Japanese, like every time there's sports or whatever, they're like, take this to the equipment room that you also have to lock, and the students have a key. But whatever, that seems a little odd. I guess you super trust students in, in Japan. That would not happen in America because all of that stuff would be immediately burglarized uh, because America, period. And so, <laughs> okay, he meets there and they are talking about said secret and they get, surprise, surprise, locked in. His dad, oh, also the teacher has moved in to the same apartment complex that this kid is living in, that he is living in with his uncle, who is a doctor of sorts. I don't know. I think he is family medicine, but I, I, I didn't care. He has been uh, making lewd comments about this teacher going, oh, I heard you got a new teacher. I heard she's good. I heard blah, blah, blah. I heard she's really attractive. What do you think? And he's like, I don't know, man. I just met her today. And so his his dad... Well, not dad, uncle, is basically lusting after this teacher. And she, he's like, oh, well, you definitely, are you in a relationship with her or whatever? Because of another, you know, common anime thing where, oh, it turns out that something happened and he like falls on her or something. So that means that they're definitely, you know, being polite and stuff. And it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, accidents happen, but they, they don't, though. Like, I can't, there has never been a point in my life where I have fallen on somebody, male or female, and accidentally groped them. Now, I want to point out that I have also never fallen on somebody and intentionally groped them. I, I appreciate the clarity here. That is an important clarification there. So, he goes looking for his, I don't know, the kid that lives with him. He goes, look, nephew, nephew. He okay, I was really confused for, for a second because I'm like, is there another person that you're just now introducing? No, no, or no. He goes looking for his nephew and he's like, I just assumed you were in the basketball place, the sports equipment area, because that's where we all went when we were kids. He's like, I found the janitor. They open up the door because he catches them as they're, they're having an intimate discussion, not doing anything. I mean, they were about to kiss, but whatever that. You know, obviously, there we knew that this is going down this path. It's not the janitor; it is the principal, and he's like, "Yo, teacher, super not cool. You're definitely going to be fired. We need to explain this right now." So they go up and they have this whole discussion. And in order to, I, I, I apparently be the greatest wingman of all time, his uncle was like, "No, no, no." You don't understand. It's totally cool for them to be together because it turns out they are already married. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait. They're not already married. He just okay. said that. that was okay, a, that's an important it was clarification. A clever lie. He's like, it's I'm, totally cool for them to be, you know, inappropriate at school because they are married. And then you know, I'm I, I, I do want to clarify. I'm not sure how clever this lie can be because that's the sort of thing you could pretty easily verify. Yes, it is. But, Andrew, there's another thing that you are not at all taking into account. This kid is allegedly 15 years old because the principal immediately goes, Hey, man, so I know for a fact that you're not 
because he's 15 and she's question mark because she just showed up today and I apparently didn't verify any of her information. That's not possible. And here's what you're not going to guess. The kid comes back and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand, principal. I'm actually 16. See, I have a rare disease which causes me to black out upon occasion. <laughs> what? Literally, nobody else on the planet has this. I am the first documented case. Doctors do not know what to do. They have no idea. When I was in middle school, I had an episode. I blacked out for three years. Three years. And so I was held back a grade three times. Because during that time, <laughs> my body did not grow. So they just, so it turns out, in reality, I am 18. So it's totally cool for us to be married. And then I was immediately thinking when I saw that, oh man, Dragon Quest. So apparently Veronica is supposed to be a marriable option at the end of the game in the in, in the definitive edition, because I think that was before the Switch. I think the PlayStation has that too. No, I think that's I think that's Switch only. I don't know, because I saw forums talking where people were like, um, yeah, she has a great personality, but, you know, a child. And so I was like, cool, well, this has a direct correlation to exactly what we're talking about. I need to have a quick story time about this. So if anyone could tell me what the name of that anime is, and Andrew, I will immediately tell you later. <laughs> okay. Because obviously I have no clue. I, I, I will do a quick doodle of a penguin for you that I have personalized myself. Maybe to look like Wendy from Wendy's, because I'm currently looking at a Wendy's bag established but maybe in 1969. they should be able to request that. Maybe no, you don't want Wendy. Maybe they want, like, the Burger King or this, Ronald McDonald. This is not their choice, Andrew. Just because they have won does not mean they get to choose the prize. They don't get to choose how the penguin looks? Because that feels like an important part of the prize. Andrew, I am limited in skill here. There is only so much I can do. You got to keep that in mind. It's got to be simple. I mean, one or two lines maximum. Which, if I put pigtails on this penguin, Wendy's penguin. Established 1960. <laughs> Actually, that would be established of whenever this episode goes up and somebody correctly guesses that anime. Uh, so I guess the other important news before we start the you know actual discussion of the actual thing we're here for, just to get it out of the way, snail update. Oh, no. I didn't want to do a snail update. Here's the thing. I don't know where they have gone, but I've only seen like a few. I don't know if the... The the fish suddenly developed a bloodlust for snails or what? The thing is, it's one of those desk type things that you can grow like a plant out of too. And so it's possible that they're just chilling next to the roots because realistically, there's probably a lot of dead stuff on that side that you can't even see. That probably is like a great environment for them. And at the same time, it's probably doing good things for the plant itself, because I will say the plant looks way healthier than it did. Although I think it's just because it was trying to find light. And so the, the whole plant like grew to the front. It grew one massive branch that was out to the front. And ever since then, it's been growing shoots off of that. And I'm like, wow, dude, nature is sweet. <laughs> I'm like, because I would have just given up 
I'd have been like, oh, there's no light. Oh, well, I'm just going to stay in this cave forever. But this plant's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I need that light. And so it's just based off of where the light is placed. Like it's one of those LED grow light things. So it's basically just on where it's placed. The best lighting for the plant was to grow out over top of the glass. But because it's a roots or it, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Okay. Anyway, so dragging not age. As we left off, we were just getting ready to go try to head to the outer sea because we have discovered that Yggdrasil, uh, we need to collect these orbs and we also need to get closer to Yggdrasil proper and find where its roots come down so that we can make this connection to it with the rainbow. Wait, what? You don't remember that? That's what it said. This is, we had to go find somewhere that would like the, cl- the point that would be the closest to where... Yeah, but Yggdrasil I thought is. it was just going to teleport them up to Yggdrasil. I did not think there was some root situation where you. I just don't climb think they're up. actually going to climb the roots. I think the idea is we're going to find the part where like the roots are the closest, so it's the smallest teleport or something. Oh, yeah, I was very confused. I'm like, what are you talking no, about? No, did I, I don't. Miss I, something? I don't think it's like literally the roots go all the way to the ground or whatever. No, even though logically that would make more sense because like the tree is flying roots and all. Several questions there. It is, though. It's Yggdrasil. It's everything, you know? Yeah, but th- by naming it Yggdrasil, they're associating it with Yggdrasil of, like, mythology, which was a giant tree that was so big it connected worlds together. So just floating in the sky, that's kind of a letdown by comparison. Yeah, okay, but even if you look at the Marvel movies, it's not like there was some gigantic tree that was holding everything together. They were still, like, teleports and stuff. I could still be disappointed. I, you're allowed to be disappointed. I'm just offering up an alternate solution. I mean, you know, you're right, but that Yggdrasil should have been like that, because obviously. I like the Yggdrasil as it is, you know? Well, you don't, but I do. <laughs> so I guess you wouldn't know. I mean, I guess I know that you like it. Anyway, so we're <laughs> going to, in order to leave, first we have to go to this other kingdom, yet again, well, you know, yet another kingdom, to get the gate open. And this is the kingdom I referenced a couple episodes ago when I talked about how I had landed somewhere else in a different city that had a casino and stuff like that. This is that place. Also, this is where the connection back to Heliodor was, where you can walk into that big forest area and it's just a little cliff and you can't go anywhere. This is that place. And also where the random Heliodoran soldiers were like, you can't get through. We're looking for the Darkspawn. Cool. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Andrew. This is the first time that I went to Casino Town. Yeah. I had never been there before. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there was no reason to go there before. I just did because that's how I am. There is a reason that when I went to Las Vegas, I didn't gamble. I could say I have a bit of a problem. Everyone is kind of aware of my leveling issue, I guess issue, where... I take leveling to an absurd degree, which won't be the last time I mention this today. There's no, I guess, about it. You just absolutely do that. (laughs) And so when I was offered the option to gamble, I took it because I want to point out they make it so you have to, because when you get to this town, there are three side quests that I don't believe you mentioned before. I didn't know because I was saving them for when we came there for real, but I did do them prior to this. 
well, the ones that were available, the what the one you're about to talk about involving the casino was actually not available when I went there the first time. Well, I was going to bring up the other two first because that one is deplorable. Okay, we'll continue. But so the first one, you get there, and there's a husband and a wife, and he's saying, hey, my wife really wants this floor coral. Turns out it's really hard to get. I work all the time. I just want to try and get her something, but there's no way I can I can do it myself. So can you go out there and get that? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that for you. <laughs> you, you need to go do this for your wife, whom you've just admitted to super neglecting for a super long time. So no, if you want to come with me to go get said floor coral, as I absolutely annihilate the creature in question, that is fine. That is not what you are offering up. But since I can't continue without doing it, I was like, go back and go, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, you can continue. You just The side quest won't happen, but like, nothing. it's a side quest. You could have just not done There'll it. There'll be a purple mark there forever. I can't one have I, a purple mark just sitting there forever. One thing I do want to give the game credit for, because a lot of RPGs do not do stuff like this, and it's very nice that Dragon Quest does, once you have the quest, you fight one of them, and you immediately get the item. Every time they've asked you to get an item, a specific item, that's happened. I, I don't know what game you're playing, but that is not the experience that I had. It happened this time, yes. But the first time that they were like, hey, go out and get me this thing that only a cactus drops. I had to fight like 200 of those stupid cactus before the thing finally showed up and dropped. Okay, yes, that... that it was because it was the rare monster of that, but the very first time you fight the rare monster, it definitely gave it to you, right? Or did you have to fight multiple of the rare monster? That I don't remember. I just, I feel like if they're going to give you something like that, it shouldn't be, hey, wait until a super rare version shows up. I mean, I don't disagree, but just imagine if it wasn't 100% drop chance when you got the super rare. That's not something I'm willing to imagine. But I can tell you there's a way around that. There is a way through a pet power that you now have with Jade that you can guarantee good items yeah, from a drop. So you could have just used that, and then you pretty much guarantee to get it anyway. But that was before Jade. Well, I mean, this like, version wasn't. Technically, but... none of them were. I mean, you, you could do the quest at any point. So Sure, we could, have gone, we could have gone back. As I understand it, you can go back to the desert town anyway, which is where that came from, and do other horse races for prizes. So What? I mean, that's not going to happen, but I didn't know that you could do that. Apparently, it's shown up in, like, the loading screen help for me. Wait, that, what are the prizes? Option. I don't know. I got to look up these back. prizes to determine on whether or not I'm going to waste time on this. I mean, if they've got, like, seeds or something, then I'm absolutely going to go do it. Oh, no, I have a guaranteed way to get seeds, man. I also don't know how seeds work, and I'm too afraid to spend them. It's just you feed it to somebody and it raises the stat. I understand how it works on a basic level, but I don't understand what the best person for what stat would be. So, like, should I just throw everything in the luminary? Luminary? I said luminary like 18 times at the beginning of this, and I literally just said luminary. But whatever. It's fine. Move past it. Everyone would have if you weren't still talking about it. <laughs> but, anyway, where I was going with this, um, what I, I guess what I, well, I shouldn't say what I was going with this, what I was about to say was, that's what I've been doing, is putting everything on the luminary, because... I mean, if you want to, you could theoretically get enough seeds to max everybody out, but because definitely there's a point oh. with like the skill seeds, but well, there's a lot. In that case, I know what I'm going to be doing in the very near future. You're going to go on a trip with your wife 
um, and just take your switch with you, and that's going to be all you do is grind for seeds. There's no, I'm like, this is, uh, there's nothing I can do it's for the podcast. I have to do it. <laughs> like, this is the 700 seed I've gotten. She's like, what are you talking? You're only level 50. Doesn't matter. Why are you still doing this to yourself? None of that matters. I'd like to point out that I'm now level 42. I technically 44 as of last night. Oh. Yes. You're 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 quite a bit higher than me. I wasn't 44 until after the whole casino debacle, but so I went through and I was doing the casino stuff and I had gotten about 175,000 coins. Well, before you do that, we should establish the reason you even have to go into the casino to begin oh, with because there's a side quest. That is a, okay, just going back. So then you get back because so, we got to finish the other side quest first. So then you go back to that guy and you're like, hey, man, I got your coral. I walk up to him and I'm like, here, dude. Oh, no, too too bad, buddy. You 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 dropped it on the ground and it shattered. Oh, this is terrible. No. Looks like you're going to have to go do it yourself. That didn't happen. But anyway, you, you, you have this conversation. He's like, I've changed. I'm a new man. And I'm like, I don't believe it. But you can keep saying this. He's like, I'm going to be different. I can totally, I believe people have the capacity to change. Just not this guy. He seemed, it, here's the thing. I do believe people have the capacity to change because myself has changed for the better, I would feel, in the last few years. And the thing is, I didn't have somebody else fix my problems for me like this guy. Which is why I don't believe he's actually serious, but whatever. That has nothing to do with anything, because that is not the worst thing that's happened on this island. But you immediately talk to his wife, and then she's like, yeah, it wasn't about that. I just wanted to spend more time with him. And I'm like, wow, dude, are you hearing this right now? Maybe you should have went out and seen if you could get a, a less insane item to get, because you had to fight one of the biggest, baddest creatures on the island in order to get this thing, which, here's the thing, wasn't a problem. One round didn't go through, and I had already annihilated it. I was only 30-something at that time. I did this quest before any of the other stuff, so I was, like, early 20s at that point. <laughs> yeah, this thing didn't even stand a chance. It wouldn't even... I'm at the point where those big, gigantic monsters won't even wake up unless I walk up and touch them. Because... Earlier in the game, I would notice that if you get too close, they would aggro on you and start attacking you. Now they're like, pretend you're dead. <laughs> I'm just going to not do anything don't. and hopefully he'll walk away. Maybe he'll just walk away. I'm just a giant rock. Please do not attack me. Because now other creatures are like, cool, you've hit me with a crossbow. I'm not going near that guy. I appreciate like. You know, I mean, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I do kind of find it funny that all these random creatures, like, instinctively can tell that you're super strong. Well, that's because I'm walking around with constant lightning bolts just arcing off of my body, and it's just like, no, 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 not that guy. There's so many other people that we could attack, but not him. That's not the guy. Because I would like to think I, I, have a pretty, I have a pretty good idea reading people. In situations, and there's definitely been situations where I've been like, no, 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 not that guy. And then my coworkers come up later and they're like, dude, that guy's a total jerk. I'm like, oh, well, looks like my radar is still up. I don't know what radar to call it. Rudar. Rhubarb. I've never had rhubarb. Well, I've had rhubarb pie. Isn't rhubarb poisonous, though, if you don't cook it right? I have no idea, honestly. 
rhubarb pie was really good. My grandma made it. I haven't had it in forever. I should try to make a rhubarb pie. I made that cheesecake and it worked out pretty well. Cookies. <laughs> okay. I don't think I ever had plain rhubarb pie. It was always like strawberry rhubarb or something. Well, I, th- I, I can't remember the type of rhubarb I have. I just know that I like rhubarb, but I just don't know. I think, if, I think the leaves are poisonous, but you can eat the stalk. I think. Well, I'm going to have to look this up now. It's not of the utmost importance. It's just one of those. No, no, it is. Though you've established that it's important. I didn't establish anything. Well, it's important if you're going to go out and start eating rhubarb leaves. I know it, you can eat the stock because when I see people cooking with, with rhubarb online, I, I, they're using the stock. I know you can use the, the stock or the stem or whatever it is. I just, I think it's either the leaves or the roots that you can't eat. Yes. The roots are fine. The leaves contain a substance that promotes the formation of kidney stones. Ooh, well, I guess you can eat them. You're just going to have a bad time. Mm. Sorry, rhubarb. So yeah, only the only the roots and the stalk, not the not the leaves. So then we find this other guy, which is your pirate quest from before where you meet the little pirates. And he said something about the pirates were adorable, if I remember right. No. He said something was adorable. I, I mean, I've been saying most of the monsters are adorable in general, but I don't know that these pirates necessarily would be. I thought Certainly you said something as... about the pirates. I can't remember what it was. I mean, that maybe I don't remember, but I don't know, like they're pretty typical humanoid enemies. They're like the big muscly dudes with the helmets and stuff. It was it was slightly adorable that as soon as you got the guy's pepper back for him, he immediately dropped it all over the ground. And he's like, <laughs> no, my pepper. And I'm like, uh, bro, probably should not. Why would you tell me that? I would not have seen that. In real life, sure, if that happened, I would have been able to see it. But I also have to assume that you didn't drop all of the pepper. And at the same time, I have dropped similar... I dropped a ton of rice on the floor. You know what I did? I picked it back up and I put it back in the container. All the rice that didn't touch the actual floor. All the rice that was on top of it, I saved all that. I'm sure I probably got a kernel or two. He says something similar to that if you stand around and talk to him again or whatever, that he's like, oh, I think I can salvage some of this. It'll be okay. Okay. But it is kind of funny that these pirates literally just stole pepper. And I realize, you know, that it's probably a, a reference to how much, you know, people cared about spices and stuff back in the day because those used to be a really big deal. It's not now where you can get spices all over the place. This is the story of a girl. I hate you so much. I don't even care that the podcast heard that. I want everyone to know. <laughs> How I feel. <laughs> this is the place that had the, the slime receptionist that I thought was... Uh, that was what I thought was really adorable, was the slime receptionist that I wanted to stay there. Oh, the... Oh, I didn't even go to this... I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even think about that. Oh. Huh. It's the same building that the chef and stuff was in, because it's a really high-class resort, and they have a slime standing on some boxes as at, running the, the check-in counter, and I'm like, this is amazing. Boy, I've got some bad news for that slime the second I'm out of this city. What's that? You'll find out the second we're out of the city. <laughs> okay. Um, but then we've got the third side quest that we have to do, which this is the only one that wasn't available the first time around. It was I can't only imagine available when why. I came back through. Yeah. Right? It's because it's almost like we need a particular party member or something. Yeah. Specifically Jade. Yeah, you get there, and this old guy is sitting on... Before this... Because it sort of applies. Jade joins the party knowing Puff Puff. 
you introduce this awesome, totally kick butt character, and you have this joke around women in puff puff throughout this whole game, and then she starts with it to confuse enemies. I mean, you, you know what the very first thing I did, Andrew? I went immediately over to the the church or whatever, and I was like, get rid of it. I don't want this. Jade ain't gonna have that. I immediately got rid of it, and I ain't ever putting it back. I don't care if my thing isn't complete. You don't need to debase Jade with your weird puff puff joke game. See, someone, one of the female party members pretty much always gets puff puff, and I, like it's kind of a weird thing. I'm not gonna pretend it's not. that That's a move that your characters use, but that's pretty much always been a thing. Now my characters, I got rid of it. There's like Jessica, the only female party member in Dragon Quest Eight, because Eight only has four party members. You don't ever switch anybody out. She has Puff Puff. I mean, I'm not saying, like, I get that it's a, a mechanic in the games or whatever. I understand that, but it's just like, I don't know, come on, man. I'm not, Why like, is this a defending thing? that that's a thing, but it's just like, it's. Uh, I guess I'm saying, I'm not at all surprised, and... I guess of the characters, the only other person that it wouldn't be super weird with is Serena. Give it to Eric, you know? Okay. Give it to Eric <laughs> or Rap. Like, that would be hilarious. That would I was truly going, confuse an enemy. Like, I was wait, going to what? suggest uh, Silvando simply because you know he would be 100% into it if someone asked him to do it. I have and a concern that you are just like, Silvando is basically just. Like this ultimate dude who will just do Silvando, literally I don't know how, anything. I don't know how you got the impression that he won't because he seems to give 110% to literally everything. He sure seemed like he didn't even want to be on the island. So apparently there are some things he won't do. Uh, okay, that's that's fair. That's like the one thing. I'm pretty sure there, uh, like my guy Silvando... I, he has limits, and I I would expect you to respect that, but I didn't want to use respect again immediately, so I was trying to think of another word, and it just, it I failed. My brain has denied me the knowledge of the English language. Appreciate. Appreciate. Instead of respect for one of those. No, but I want you to respect his decision to not want to do literally everything that you apparently want for him. You know, Silvando and is a free spirit, and I get that. So, back to the old guy on the beach. To, to put it mildly, he wants her to dress up as a bunny girl because he wants to see a bunny girl. And it's like, what? And that just ticks me off even more that she's the only party member that learns Puff Puff. So all you're doing at that point is sexualizing your character. And it's like, that's all Jade is to you people. You come in and you build her up as this massive, like total kick butt character, which I'm not saying that, that an awesome character can't also be like, whatever, I'm going to do this other thing too. But it's very clear she didn't even want to do it because as soon as you dress her up in it, and he's like, oh, man, this is great, blah, blah, blah. Like, just perverted stuff that you totally expect to happen. She's like, cool, you done? And just leaves. And he's like, that's the best one I've ever seen. You're literally the greatest person ever. And I can't believe blah, 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 bunny girl. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, 
So her personality is clearly not the bunny girl personality. It's clearly not this whatever they've done to her. And yet they give her puff puff too, is if that's if you understand the joke, just Google it. Or if you don't understand the joke, just Google it. But like, that's not something her character would just be doing on the regular. Yeah, I mean, I don't really even have a response for that. I like it the whole thing is very weird. You get the recipe book to make the bunny girl outfit through the casino, which is how this ties back to Chris and his gambling problem. Yeah, so I, I didn't know how much it was going to be because I didn't look at any of the cost ratio first. I started out and I was like, I got, I don't know, 50 grand right now. So I'm just going to take like 2,000 of it and put it in whatever. About 175,000 coins later, I was like, I might as well go see what they've got. <laughs> So I went there and I was like, oh, it's only 500. Okay, oh, well, what else did they got on stock? Cool, this $100,000 greatsword. It's a greatsword, though, and I don't use greatswords that often. Let me get a regular sword that's also platinum for 75. And then let me get that lance from my girl Jade. And then we're going to be totally rolling up on everybody. And then I also bought the suits that do special things. Like one suit gives you more money, one suit does something else. I can't remember what it was. I should probably look at that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then I was like, cool. Well, I've only got about, you know, 10,000 or whatever coins left. And then I was looking, you know, online about, you know, the, the coins and stuff. And in that process, I saw something was like, yeah, the platinum sword is super broken. You should totally get it immediately. Oh, well, I only have like 10,000 coins now. So, guess I have to go play more. <laughs> you know, 250,000 coins later, then I decided, okay, well, now I'll have enough money to buy whatever I need. Admittedly, this only took a couple nights. <laughs> it's not that long. How much did you play on those couple nights? It doesn't matter. That's not the, the discussion here. I mean, it kind of is, actually. You know what is the discussion? You know what I found out that you could buy? pep items that put you in pep. It's not unlocked yet because you noticed that when you went there that there were certain things that you could not access. There was a $100 coin table for everything that you could not access at the time, which I totally would have just millions upon millions of tokens. <laughs> was the case. Like it just yeah. it would have just been insane the amount of tokens I had. But I was limited to my stupid max $100 bet. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. I still have absolutely no idea how that slime slot works. I hate that slot machine. But the other options, poker, uh, poker is awesome. You just play regular poker for the first hand. And if you win based off of what your hand is, you can be like, cool, double or nothing. And you don't play poker again. You literally, they flip the first card. And let's say it's a four. You just have to you get guess high, low. Yes, it's high, low after that. And occasionally, you'll get a chest. And I can tell you that there's a orange chest because there's there's red, there's orange, and then there's black. Red is basically just a regular item, normally like a healing item. Black can be either a healing item or in some cases something that you can wear. Most of the time, or no, it wasn't a healing item or something like that. Most of the time, it was like a pearl or some other rare ingredient that you don't really come up across enough so like if you don't have 
the Switch version, that's probably where you're going to be farming for items and stuff. Except that's going to be a really long time because you basically have to just roulette or whatever. But I guess if you're already playing, you could potentially, you know, also get some good items that you may need outside of that. But the orange one gives you gear. And man, the gear that I've gotten from this is just nuts. There's one that's like, oh, cool. You get luck and deafness and this other thing. Wait, wait, wait. Where, where's the poker even at? Because I thought I checked everything and I only saw the regular slot machines and the slime slots. There's a middle table. Just like the slot machines, there are three middle tables. A red one, which you can't use right now. Green and blue. Blue is the 10. Green is the one, just like the slot machines. But it's right in the middle. So there's the receptionist that's there immediately. And then there's three other right. desks. Those three other desks are poker. Gotcha. And so I've gotten a ton of really good gear. I'm basically just stacked at this point. Like, I am just going on, and I am just rolling over everything. Enemies show up to me, and they're like, please, no, and just flee. <laughs> oh, God. What have we done? Like, uh, this guy is literally outside of Pep, emanating constant electricity. We have to go. We, he ain't supposed to be here at this point. Like, the, where he's at, he should have, like, already destroyed the dark one or whatever. This is not good. <laughs> so I'm rolling around with this platinum great sword, but I've switched back to my other stuff because I needed to do some slime hunting. But that's for a few minutes from now. Yeah. Because that's okay. it for the casino. I spent a lot of time in there. I'm intimately versed. Did you know that there's also somebody in the casino that tells you what is the best item to play at the moment? There's a girl in there all the way to the back. She is a fortune teller. There's a guy and a girl standing there. They're both talking to one another. If you talk to her, she will tell you, hey, right now is a good time to play slots. Right now is a good time to play slime slots or poker. You, If she tells you poker, I have noticed on some occasions the way high low normally works is there are two good ones and there are two bad ones. When she tells you, when she comes up and says it's poker, I don't know how long the streak lasts, but I do notice that for a bit until you win too much money, three of the items are good. So you have a 75% chance to continue your double or nothing streak. So when oh. you talk to her and then you immediately do that and then you go back and you get like a flush or like a straight flush or something where you get a thousand bucks. I got $64,000 from one card game now i know what you're thinking double or nothing why didn't you stop at 32 at that point i had so much money it didn't matter and i was like whatever screw it if it works out this is going to be great why didn't you continue to 128 because i'm not stupid Sixty-four thousand dollars is a lot of tokens so is 32 i would have oh. should have stopped there. <laughs> really what happened was ace was coming over and he was like no no no, you don't understand i got the stuff boom why did you do that Oh, cool. It worked out. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I'm smart enough to know when I need to get out, though. Ace, the uh, the video game playing dog, because as I understand it, he's also been very into watching you play Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, that's right. He, uh, he, I, I, I haven't played in a while, though, so it's unfortunate. I've been too busy playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> Specifically, grinding slimes and grinding the casino. Yeah. Let's just say... Where I'm at now, I was 70, 72 hours total playtime. Wow. And I know what you're thinking, Andrew. 
Yeah, in the last episode, didn't you mention 30? You shut up. <laughs> so what I'm getting out of this is you spent a lot of time doing very repetitive tasks. And we spent a lot of time not talking about this game. I, you know what? You're right. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about the mundane things in this game because now... <laughs> This episode is going to be the gambling episode, and that's really just going to be what it is. This really is the side quest. This is the side quest episode of Dragon Quest that I never thought we'd get. And the anime episode that has nothing to do with anything, but whatever. That doesn't matter. So, yeah. At this point, the reason we're actually here is we need to go to the Dolman, or oh, what was his name? But whatever, the leader of the town I to open the I keep wanting to say Don Corneo, and I keep knowing that's not correct because of... But it's Don... Donson or something. Don something, yeah. Don something or other. So, anyway, there's something interesting at the Don's house that I had found the first time I came through that I've been sitting on for a little while. So, there's a book um, in the Don's, I think, study that's like his diary that talks about how um, excited he is about his son and he's become a very good swordsman and he goes into some tournament and even beats Hendrik and how proud he is of his son for doing that and then there's multiple entries immediately after that of I don't know where my son is he's gone missing for the longest time I was operating under the assumption that Hendrik just straight up murdered some random kid out of like vengeance for the fact that he lost in a tournament which makes sense based off of the information we have right now right so that's been what I've been assuming but given how this brief encounter at the city goes, I have been forced to refine that theory. Now, it's worth mentioning that if you weren't spending a ton of time at the casino, there is very little to do in this town. There's no relevant dungeon or anything. You go to this house, you talk to the guy, he lets you, he, the butler lets you through, and that's it. Yeah, I was like, hey man, we gotta play a lot more, because uh, this ain't cutting it. Apparently it is. Wow, what a sore mistake I had made. We can just get by <laughs> off of doing literally nothing. We don't even need to play Dragon Quest to talk about it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, just you watch do, a YouTube because... video for next time and be like, okay, here's the thing. I mean, you need to because half the discussion is about what you did. What you did just has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> it has everything to do with what you're capable of doing within the game's parameters. But, so, anyway... As we were saying earlier, Silvando all of a sudden does not want to go into this town. This is like the first time he's expressed any hesitation about anything. And as you sail by, so the, the, the butler tells you to go back to your ship and he'll get the gate open. And then as you're sailing by, Silvando tries to hide a little bit, but the butler still sees him and says, they can't be, is it him? Which, of course, immediately throws my entire original theory out of the water because now the immediate assumption is, oh, the son that went missing is Silvando. Yeah, see, I didn't even see that book, and that is not what I got from that interchange. When I went through there, I was like, oh, cool, they're going to immediately shut the gates, and we're going to have to then start some story stuff. They didn't. That's what I thought was going to happen, too, when they thought they recognized it. It was going to be, oh, wait, hold up, now we got to do some stuff, but no. But this is, he, he's been a traveling, you know, carny for a while, and he just, he just acquired a boat out of nowhere, and it's a super elaborate boat. I mean... That's probably the case, but to me, I like I like thinking that he's like some massive criminal spy, and that he just has a ton of money based off of being a huge spy and everything. And I, I'm thinking immediately. My thought process is he did something wrong in the city, 
and they are definitely going to be hunting you now. Yeah, again, that's kind of what I thought, like, maybe not that specifically, but I immediately thought, okay, well, they're going to close the gates, we're going to have to go deal with something, because now Sylvando's been seen or whatever. No, none of that, you just keep going. But, yeah, like, this ties back to what we had been talking about previously, where we talked about how Sylvando was, you know, so much more capable than he seemed like he should be for his background, and there had to be something else going on, which I know we jumped to, like, Spy or something, but now, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just, like, the prince of this random i don't want it to be that though that's so boring i don't disagree that that's kind of disappointing but it is kind of it's pretty fitting for dragon quest to have like half the party be royalty and stuff even though i it's always been kind of one of the things i'm a little disappointed about because i'm always like you know why is it always like the princes and stuff that are doing everything and not just some random adventurers but on the other hand, you very rarely do that sort of thing in most RPGs, so I guess I shouldn't get too upset about Dragon Quest. Maybe that's why everyone's giving out Puff Puff, because you're the prince. Well, there you go. But it's just, I don't know, man. It just, that's so boring. And and really disappointing, and, and, and especially because you're already the lost son of Dundrasil. You know, Eric's a thief. These two girls were literally raised to pledge themselves to the Luminary. Jade is a princess herself. Like, everybody, with the exception of Eric, who only cares about his orb up until recently. I mean, you're right. It is a little weird that, like, there's a certain level of, like, the Luminary being so important or whatever, it would be nice if the Luminary wasn't somebody who would already be getting treated like this. Because, you know, if you hadn't been the Luminary and monsters hadn't attacked your home, you just would have been the prince and people still would have been acting like this around you because they'd be swearing themselves to you as the royal lineage. and. So I get where you're coming from, and that's a little disappointing. And that's, I just want it to be something more. I mean, it would definitely be cool if it turned out Sylvando was a prince or whatever, but okay, who isn't? We're going to find out later in the game, yeah, and it turns out Eric was a secret prince the whole time. Like, we immediately after this, we go out to the ocean, and this mermaid is telling us this story, and she's like, by the way, the queen of the mermaids, We'll all totally talk to you, and you're totally going to get another item. And it turns out Eric's like the long-lost prince of the mermaid whatever. And I'm just like, ugh. Uh, but even without that, I just counted, over half the party right now is royalty. We have seven characters, and four of them are royalty. That's pretty sad, actually. I know. It's just like the Skywalkers in Star Wars. They're the only ones that can get the Force. And Palpatine, but he's secretly and, a Skywalker too. And then as I count back, like thinking back on like Dragon Quest Eight, none of the party members are royalty that I can remember. Uh, maybe one is a prince, but like it's not the main character. He's just a palace guard, and the king follows you around as an NPC the whole game. And so it's just like, ugh, that's just boring. Whatever. It is what it is, but I really hope that that's not it. Anyway, so as Chris was starting to say, yeah, you get through, and then you immediately get caught up in a bunch of fog, and have to. And a cutscene takes over, and your boat crashes on some random island that shouldn't be there. The Strand. Well, apparently it should be there, because there's another boat sitting right there that's also crashed. So apparently this island serves to do nothing but crash boats. Doesn't, I think one of the people, I don't even remember what they call it, but... So ask whether or not you're in, like, the this world's equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, it was Rab. It was Rab that said, is this the something triangle, square or whatever, where ships get lost? There's only one, I mean, so shit, buh. I guess yeah, now like, ships, 
plural, but not before. Fortunately, our boat is sturdy enough that, you know, we didn't cause any damage. We were just grounded and we have to push it back into the water, I guess. Well, yeah, because we got Silvando's super rich ship that he got from being a prince. (laughs) And his buddy Dave, which we can talk about that in a minute. So you walk around and you talk to everybody. Silvando and Dave are trying to get the boat back in the water. Dave being his sidekick uh, who drives the boat. The captain? I thought Silvando was the captain because he owns the boat and Dave is just like the first mate or whatever. Well, wait a minute. Does that mean that the Queen owns all the boats in the Royal Navy? Does that make her the captain of all the boats? I think he's the captain. Silvando's just the owner. I don't know what the, know. the right nomenclature is here, but I mean, Silvando bo- does tell him where to go. The boatman, Dave. <laughs> the boatman. The helmsman. Yeah, there you go. He's working on getting the boat back in the water. So you wander around, you talk to everybody. Then you go into the middle with Jade, and turns out there's a mermaid here in the Strand, who has another, uh, I'll get this out right out of the way here, she's got another uh, talking quirk. We had the people who spoke entirely in haiku, and now she rhymes everything. Yeah. And in really forced ways at times. Okay, I was going to say, it would be really hard to miss that. I hope you caught on to that. Yes, that I noticed, and it was crazy, because I'm like, how do you just... If I had to talk and rhyme all day, I would probably get used to it, but it would be a long time before I got used to it. But then you find out that mermaids are apparently like 500 years old. So like, I get it. You got time. Yeah, she's 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 lived a while, Uh, but she jumps out thinking that you're her long lost love. And then she realizes that you're not. And she just sits on a rock all sad. Kai. Kai. Yes, that's right. You press her for more information and she tells you that. Kai of a fisherman from Lanolulu. Uh, Japanese you know, de- Hawaii. <laughs> right. I was going to say, it's definitely not, you know, essentially Honolulu. But that he was her love and he had to go back to his home and she's been sitting here waiting for him for however long. And she wants you to go find Kai and talk to him and have him come back, but not tell anybody else because they all hate mermaids. Yeah, apparently everybody hates mermaids here. Or, or though, do they hate the mermaids yet? Or do they hate the mermaids because of this? I gathered that they hate them because of this. That was the, the uh, because of the this whole like plot line is why they dislike mermaids. That was what I took from it. Yeah, that was what I took too, because they don't hate mermaids yet. He's just, she's basically like, listen, this guy, there was a big hurricane or whatever, and he washed up there or she saved him he basically said he was about to die and or did you go over that already did you say the hurricane and everything no because that we don't find any of that out till we actually go to Honolulu. she just sends you there she totally told you she definitely told you that oh okay but then no i didn't go over any of that so continue she said that there is or that she nursed a fisherman she didn't say anything about you're right she didn't say anything about the hurricane but she did say she nursed a fisherman back i don't know what you said just (laughs) <laughs> You're not listening, okay. I, it's not that I wasn't listening, I just, the dog was, and I missed what you said. So you're right, I wasn't listening, but it was only in that moment. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so you do this whole discussion with her where she's missing her, her love, Kai, and she asks you to go get him from Lanolulu and ask him to come back, right? But And if you do this, she will talk to the queen or whatever and get you there. Because essentially, she tells you that both of them fell in love, and she tells you that the queen will allow him 
to basically move into the ocean. I don't know how, but somehow she's just going to be like, yeah, you can totally move in because apparently mermaid magic. I don't know if a mermaid becomes human and walks on land. I mean, they're still mermaid because obviously this doesn't happen to humans, but if a mermaid grows legs and walks on land, the moment they touch any water, their body disintegrates into foam. I don't know if it was any water or just seawater specifically, but either way, seems like a bad trade. I think she said specifically when you get wet, which- So then you could just like never bathe again? (laughs) That's what I don't understand. So then she doesn't need to drink water anymore either? Honestly, it sounds like mermaids can go on land and just become like the ultimate being. (laughs) Except that they're the Wicked Witch from the West, and if you pour like a little bit of water on them, they immediately melt. That was the the Wicked Witch of the West was a was a mermaid man. Okay, there you go. We've solved it. Now, yeah, at, at this point, Veronica comes into the conversation and A, gets extremely excited because she's talking to an actual mermaid, but also points out that, hey, what didn't one of those uh, big rocks that were the orbs that we're looking for theoretically get sent under the ocean? That seems like an important thing. We should go deal with that. And she says, oh, cool, I'll totally get that for you if you just, or I'll talk to the queen for you if you just figure this out for me. Right. So now we have our next quest. Go to Lulu and get Kai back. But before we go to Japanese Hawaii, I want to point out, you can go anywhere in the map now. Just about anywhere, because there are some random ports that you can't get to at all because they're landlocked. Don't know what's going on there, but okay. The question I yeah, have for you, I, I, I wondered about that place too because I noticed that. But there, isn't there a um another one of those little like portal things in it, like the one we couldn't do? So I'm wondering if you like can teleport between them eventually, like a, a portal in the water. That's the only thing I could think of at the time, but I was very curious about that too. As you're leaving, well, I know for yes, that is the answer. Okay, I figured. But before we do any of that, the question I have for you, Andrew, is how much exploring did you do? A little bit, but not a whole lot, because I wanted to make sure I got through the important stuff, but I explored a couple random islands. Did you find Slime Island? I don't think so, because I didn't go very far. Like I said, You'd know. Then no. Where you run into metal slimes as if they're candy. I was getting six a fight. Six metal slimes? Yeah. Six wow. metal slimes. That is absurd. A fight. And it wasn't every fight, but when the metal slimes would show up, there was a lot. Now, two or three of them would usually run away. But I found out, Andrew, that there are I mean, two that's pretty typical. pet powers that can increase basically everything. The first power... Is called Hallelujah. What Hallelujah does is there is a percent chance that either something bad is going to happen. Allegedly, it's 50%, but I've never had anything bad happen. But that is the one where you can have something bad happen or you can have something uh, good happen, in which case the good is a roll times XP, So it's not always like two times or whatever. It depends on whether you get a good roll or not. And you're guaranteed items at the end of the fight. And every single time I've done that and I've gotten guaranteed items, 
it's usually seeds and stuff. And then occasionally it's like molten blobs that you get for killing. It's the rare item that you get for killing mol- or, or for killing slimes. What you use so the slimes for, I don't know, but... I would assume it's probably a crafting component for later stuff. So that's how you're getting all the seeds then, and that's what you're going to be doing for like the next week. <laughs> Potentially, yes. That's not where I'm just getting all the seeds, because there's another pet power that if used... In the same fight, you are guaranteed to get, again, not always a guarantee, but I've only had the bad thing happen once, and it wasn't even bad, per se. But metal slimes will come out, except they're not metal slimes. They're liquid metal slimes. Okay, so level two metal slime. That one is called electrolyte. You know how much a regular slime is worth, right? Like a regular metal slime? Yeah. Yeah, a couple thousand, I think, right? 2010 experience. You want to know how much a molten slime is? It's over 10,000 experience. You really should have left that at over 9,000 so you could do the scream, but okay. This is not the Dragon Ball Z podcast. This is the Dragon Age. Too many dragons, man. There's too many dragons to keep track of. I've slaughtered all the dragons in Dunderstill. I need to go back to the other dragon, but that I digress. <laughs> I wonder if you could beat it now. Well, considering I'm in my late late 40s, I guess technically early 40s at this point, I think I got a shot. Maybe. Depends on when you go back there. I'm guessing it's probably going to be a pretty late game thing. Just as I just have a feeling. but Or even like a, a bonus side thing that's not actually part of the regular plot. Or maybe you don't fight it again at all, but that would be kind of disappointing. Well, here's the thing. There's apparently three acts to the game. I don't know if you knew that. I sure didn't, but I do now. There are three acts to this game. We gonna be here for a long time. Yeah, because we're still in Act 1, I believe. Yes. And from what I understand, you don't get out of Act 1 until you go to Yggdrasil. Yeah, that's kind of what I was anticipating. So, like, wow. we This is like Witcher levels. I've been warned by multiple people that Dragon Quest Eleven is significantly longer than you think it's going to be, which is part of where I've been operating under the assumption that we're going to be revisiting a lot of places. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I found out that... So first off, there's a lot of times on the Slime Island... Now, you have to be careful, Andrew, because you think, hey, the obvious answer is to attack the slimes. That is not the obvious answer because the slimes can a lot of times come out and have seven of them total. Well, when they call back up, and they get an eighth one, they immediately turn into a Slime King, which were difficult to fight, but now doesn't matter at all. But so there's the prickly spines, I guess the coral spines or whatever they're all. I think they're just called shelled spines or shelled slimes. And yeah. then there's these flower things, and I killed those most of the time until I got to the point where I didn't even matter what I was fighting. I would annihilate <laughs> it. I just want to go ahead and tell you exactly how much experience I was able to do in about 20 minutes of setup. And admittedly, 20 minutes is a lot, but it's worth it. Because in 20 minutes, you could probably realistically come up to about, you know, a couple thousand from the amount of slimes that you're going to get. If you just keep fighting those slimes over and over and over, you're probably going to be somewhere, you know, in the like 10,000 range. Uh, Given how many, how rare the slimes show up, which are reasonably there's a higher chance here. It's definitely a higher chance than the 
than the desert, but it's not. I mean, they were like, already happening a lot in the desert, though. Well, it, it's probably about like maybe one in ten fights or something where you get a bunch of slimes. I, I would okay. say it's it's pretty often. And as much grinding as I did in the desert, it's definitely not as much as you think. It's not nearly as much as it happens here. Because it happens here, like I said, probably about 1 in 10, 1 in 20, somewhere in there. Um, you, you get them quite a lot. So now, I basically, because of that, I have the Luminary on dual swords with Metal Slash. I wiped Silvando's entire tree, put him dual swords, Metal Slash. Did the same thing to Eric, dual swords, Metal Slash. And then I kept uh, Jade in with her spear. Because she has a a skill, not multi-thrust, but it's it's like maximum thrust or something. I can't remember exactly what the, the name is, but basically it has a chance of missing, but if it does hit, it is a crit every single time. Even to a metal slime, so it's a one-hit kill on even the, the two level, or e- even on the liquid metal slime. So the first thing you have to set up is Hallelujah. Hallelujah requires the hero, it requires Jade, and it requires Eric. So what I would do is I go around fighting things until I found a group of metal slimes and a regular other thing. Now, for the most part, I didn't want to fight regular slimes because I didn't want to have them multiply over and over to potentially get a big slime. But eventually I just stopped caring about that and I would do those anyway. And at this point I had fought metal slimes and I was like, I just want something else to do because... You, you shoot off Hallelujah, and let's say in this time I got good luck, and I, I had the good luck. I'm like, cool. Well, Silvando, he got his... He was pepped a long time before everybody else. I found out, and I don't know if this is just a Switch version or what, but you can change your lineup in the middle of a battle. So I'm like, cool. Silvando, get out. Put him in backup. When they are in backup, they don't get a turn, a.k.a. Pep does not expire. Devondo. That's good. And I was actually wondering that exact thing when we talked about, because we had talked about the po- the fact that you could switch your party in mid-turn. That's good to know. Like, I didn't, uh, not th- that part. That part was fine. I did not realize that you could do that in order to preserve Pep indefinitely. You can. So as I like, Savando. That makes those setting up specific Pep combinations seem way easier in retrospect. Now that you have enough party members that you could... S- actually pull something off like that yeah i'm not nearly as upset about that and i was i meant in this conversation to bring that up it's like now i'm like okay i understand a lot more about the game now that you can actually switch enough people out to save the three people that have it it's way that's okay that's way easier and that doesn't make me nearly as frustrated as it did so i was like cool Savando, get out because i'm gonna need you in a bit and then i'm like okay hero jade and eric just defend or attack slimes as they keep calling for backup. Um, but then I would also bring the uh, Rab out occasionally because he has a special power-up, which can put metal slimes to sleep. And this is important because even the liquid metal slimes, when you get them to show up with electro, whatever, it's electroshock or something, electro, oh man, what was it? Yeah. Electro something. They could still flee immediately. So what I would do is I would say, Rab, you, you get out. You have peps. So you can put things to sleep. Savando, you get out because I'm going to need you in a bit. All three of you just switch out whenever you need to because Jade eats through her pep quick because she has a high speed. So she like just 
gets turns really quick, yeah. Yeah, so she's constantly eating through her through her pep. But once Hero and Jade would get pep, then I'd bring Silvando back and I'd do the electro thing. Bring the metal slimes in and make sure that Eric is there because Eric is fast enough that he will typically go before all the enemies. It's very important. So as soon as they come out and it starts initiating the battle, the hope is that one of your characters gets to go first. If that happens, boom, sub that person out for Rab, put him to sleep, and then I brought the hero back in, and I killed six metal slimes, enough slimes to get down to slime Z. I actually really wanted to see if it would start over at A or go AA, because a new slime with a new letter just kept showing up when they would call backup. Wow. That is so many slimes in one fight. Yeah, it was only 26. I mean, I only 26. Yeah, you're right. So I killed 26 slimes, which whatever, they back up every turn. And in some turns, multiple slimes would back up until I got it managed down to one again. Because when people would switch out, sometimes, depending on how many people you switch out, sometimes your turn just expires. Uh, but and so in this case, it just I hit whatever I needed to, and then I killed all three of the liquid metal slimes. I got 2,498 gold and 105,813 experience. from one Wow. Fight. I can only imagine that after that fight was over, you had to sit there and go, Luminary leveled up, Luminary leveled up, Luminary leveled up, Eric leveled up, Eric leveled up, Eric leveled up, and it just pound through all of these buttons. Right before that, I'd had a 57,000. And everybody leveled up twice, with the exception of Rab and Jade, because they showed up later to the party, and they leveled up three times. This time, everybody leveled up twice again. A few people, I think it was like Eric and Silvando, also leveled up to- or three times, but Rab and Jade definitely leveled up three times again. I got in like one more fight, and then the Luminary was like, cool, I'm, lo- I'm three higher now. I was so happy, and I'm like, cool, 20 minutes of work? while I'm literally just editing audio, that's really not a big deal at all. And so now, basically what you're saying is you've basically broken the difficulty for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. I'm just basically just anything. If Hendrick this- were to come up now, I'd be like, dude, let's go. Jade, you're going to have to hold me back because I am about to run train on this guy. <laughs> and now I got my gigantic greatsword that was 100,000 coins that's apparently mega broken because it's still good deep into Act 2, I am going to slay everything in existence. I'm good for a while. Clearly. That doesn't mean I'm not going to continue to do this and level up as I'm editing (laughs) these episodes. Because that's just how I roll. You're going to be max level before we get to the end of the game, for sure. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be max level by the end of Act 2, guaranteed. If it wasn't for the fact that I don't know how long Act 1 is, and it it wasn't for the fact that the maximum experience I can get from a slime in Act 1 is 10,000, I would definitely be max level now. (laughs) Because later on, you can get Metal Slime Kings, which are like 100,000 themselves. Can you imagine... Like millions. And that I and if you think for a second that I'm not going to do that just to see how much experience I can possibly get, you're wrong, because I'm going to. See, this reminds me of what I did back in 
I want to say eight, but I didn't do that until I'd already beaten the game and was trying to do like the post-game bonus content. As soon as I have the ability to level up in the most ridiculous way, fashion, and as fast as possible, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Just like Clearly. In, just like in Persona 5, when, when there's a part when it's like, oh, cool, you, you have a chance of somebody getting sick. Oh, that works on death, too? Cool. Death, show up, get sick, kill yourself, boom. Hundreds of thousands of experience I just leveled up like my, ten times. My favorite part about that is the fact that you did that, it got all the way to 99, and then still couldn't be bothered to actually finish the game. Don't, don't remind me. You're right. I mean, I am max level, and then I just stopped. And the only thing that's going to keep me going is, is when we, you know, have to keep playing the game for the podcast, because... Once I get to 99, it's like, cool, I'm done. I'm literally as powerful as I could possibly be. Like, what, what, what is there? I'm at the point on most people's skill trees where it's like, you can't use that yet. You can't, you gotta, no. I have things that are grayed out. <laughs> I have things for, I think, Eric and somebody else that he can't even use. It's like, uh, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> Why? Eric's not, no. That can't happen. He, it, it, because on the character screen, it's like, this can't happen until something big occurs. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Apparently, this skill that I just got is linked to that, so I guess it must be an Act 2 thing. <laughs> or even an Act 3 thing, and you're going to be sitting on it forever. Yeah, it's like, I wonder what this does. Wow, yeah, this is, uh, we're going to have very different experiences going forward, then, because I have not, not gone out of my way to do any grinding I mean, the only grinding, quote unquote, I've done is basically traveling back and forth between locations because, like, I basically only use, I very rarely use Zoom unless I'm, like, going back to the taco place. Uh, so I'm getting my experience just, like, running back and forth between areas. So, you know, you've been ahead of me by a lot for the last couple episodes and now way more than that. So it's going to be really interesting when I'll be like, I had some trouble with this fight. You're going to be like, oh, gee, I beat it in one turn. Well, of course you did, Chris. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, you don't understand. I am the luminary at the point where I could fight the dark one whenever I want. It's like I'm at the luminary, like at the peak, like the previous luminary's peak. Like, I'm good. I'm just going to go around just like, oh, yeah. Everyone's like, He's nuts. I got in a boss fight with Jade. 355 damage using multi-thrust. Sweet. I need to go back and reform everybody so that I can add Giga Slash to the Luminary, which, bro. Just bro. <laughs> just from the name, what else needs to be said? The amount of lay waste I'm going to do to this entire environment is unprecedented. This is going to be one of those things where, like, it's going to be like, um, like a Mihawk from One Piece where he's going to swing and, like, three mountains are going to slice in half. It's like, from the monster's perspective, I am the Dark One. Because it, they don't have a chance. Wait, so the king's been right this whole time. Yeah. It turns out the king is the monster king now, and he's like, dude, we gotta stop this guy. This is not good. <laughs> He's, like, emanating lightning constantly. Have you seen him lately? We have got to do something. Please, Hendrick, Jasper, get out there. If Super Saiyan was a thing in this universe, he would be, like, on level six of that. Yeah, it's like my MP bar. It's like I have, like, 300 mana now or something insane. I just do anything I want. 
It definitely sounds like the numbers escalate pretty quickly as you level up then. It might only be like 250, I don't know. I know somebody has 250. Between 250 and 300 isn't really that much of a difference. I mean, you you got a good point. I'm just saying, like, I am am definitely. The Luminary went through a rough patch, and he's this is his time skip. I I am at the time skip portion of the anime where the Luminary is just like, we good now. Everybody regroup in two years. (laughs) Training montage. So... After that delightful rendition of, I guess I will ask one last thing before we wrap this episode up. So you said your time is at like 78 hours now. How much of that was the casino? How much of that was like grinding? And then how much of that was like legitimate play? If you had to guess. I I told you that I was, here's the thing. I told you that I was at like 34, 35 hours or something in the last episode. I think that was the number. That sounds about right. Yeah. I continued the main story after about 70 hours. And now I'm at about 74. I I knocked out all of Japanese Hawaii in a couple hours. So like more than half your save file at this point has been casino and grind. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's going to get worse because there's a better section of the casino that opens up later where you can get pep items and you can also use roulette, which means the amount of absurd coins that I'm going to attain. I'm really disappointed that I haven't hit the jackpot yet on the slot machines. I'm incredibly disappointed about that because a million coins would have been sweet. (laughs) But on that note, you have to save a million coins for next time. And honestly, in the future, you know, you'll be able to bet more. So it'll be like 10 million coins. Yeah, I know. You don't even understand. I was looking up like, what do I need to do to get to that point? I was trying to figure out like how I get there. They're like, you got to beat this boss. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. It's like, he's got 3,000 health. I'm like, <laughs> what? That's like, that's like an end of act boss, sounds like. He's got what? I could do that in one, like, half a turn. Jade is insane now. She's just <laughs> throwing down 355 damage for one turn. And then she was like, got two in a single round. I'm like, you done, fool. You are done. That's not even mentioning how much damage Eric, the Luminary, and Silvando do. I don't even put my magicians out there anymore because my other team is so powerful. I don't even need them. I, I, let's just be honest. Just think about how powerful the non-magical characters have to be for Chris to not use the magical characters. Well, that's the thing. It's like if multiple people show up, multiple different en- enemy types, and let's say there's more than four. I'll bring out what's-her-face to do boom, except I don't even need her to because the luminary has boom now. So I'm just like, I'm just going to slay everything. And here's the thing for me. I know that people are like, well, that takes a lot of the joy out of it, the challenge or whatever. I love it. It is my favorite thing to roll up up on an enemy and just be like, you're done. Out. I am so powerful. I just show up and you die. That's what I want. That is the experience I want to have. Because when I'm thinking of myself as the hero, I'm thinking of like the Luminary coming in as a legit superhero. And it's like, people are like, hey, we need you to kill this thing. It's like, yeah, no problem. Walk over, just like step on it and then walk back and be like, done. (laughs) Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, we did. 
that looked easy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, you you remember telling me about how like hundreds of people died fighting this thing, and I just flicked it with my finger. That is right. I am Goku, <laughs> and you are the farmer that Raditz killed. That is the difference in power. I am this is- end end of DBZ levels of strength, and you are Krillin, who is also oh, really that- strong. I, I was about to say, don't be mean to Krillin. <laughs> Krillin. I think Krillin was like one of the most powerful humans because I wouldn't. Tien did not seem like a human to me. I don't know what he was, but I mean, he had a literal third eye. I don't. I don't know enough about the regular Dragon Ball lore to know enough about Tien, but he didn't seem human to me. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. Uh, next time, we will probably spend most of it talking about Chris being level ninety nine. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Discord, on our server, or via Twitter or email, and the links for that will be in the episode description. I am the Luminary.